In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing hurricane safety. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today, we're going to be discussing the article, Categorically Dangerous. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. Today's verse that I have for you is Matthew 7, um, verses 23 through 26, and it reads like this. A wise man built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. A foolish man built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So we're talking about hurricanes, because as you well know, Um, Hurricane season is just around the corner. Peak season is towards the end of August, early September. And so this is just a good time for all of us to kind of think about it again, dust off our communication plans, dust off our response plans to be ready for this season. Because if you're in and around the area of like the Gulf Coast and, you know, the Atlantic Coast, you know, specifically more in the southern region, we need to be prepared because we know from history that these things can be extremely dangerous. So before we continue, I just want to take a moment. If you live in those regions or, you know, you know that you're in an area that's susceptible to hurricanes or even the fallout of hurricanes. You know, to give you an example, I used to live in Huntsville, Alabama, which is right at the north end of Alabama. And when we were living down there, a hurricane, don't ask me which one, and don't ask me what year because it's all very jumbled in my mind. But anyway, we were living there, and a hurricane came in, and I think it was, I don't know if it came off the coast or if it came off of near Florida. But anyway, the point was this, is by the time this storm system that now was totally, it was no longer a hurricane, but the hurricane caused it, came up into northern Alabama and um, it knocked a tree into my house, damaging, falling into my roof and falling into my bedroom and uh, required lots of work. But anyway, and so you could still be, like I said, it's not a hurricane, but you're still going to get the fallout from it. So anyway, let me give you some stories here in the news. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back a little bit. Go ahead and share this video with your entire team, with staff and volunteers, especially if you're in one of these areas, and make sure that you get uh, the show notes. Um, The show notes are just a way for you to have kind of like a cheat sheet, right? So after you and everybody else has watched this, now you have this cheat sheet that you can kind of walk around and keep the conversation going at least for a week to discuss how you guys might need to prepare and might need to look at these kind of things. So anyway, let's jump into the news. Louisiana, August 27th, 2020, and August 29th, 2021, uh, Laura and Ida, two Category 4 hurricanes a year apart, damaged churches in Louisiana um, to varying degrees. Some buildings were destroyed, some survived with serious damage, others with moderate and light damage. All were inconvenienced. Still, they found ways to help um, not only their own members, but also members of the community. 
These churches were also prepared for hurricanes. For instance, United Methodist congregations had secured digital copies of records on file with the um, with the conference, and the conference helped um, um, congregations with cleanup and rebuilding. So I wanted to stop here a little bit. We have to have secure records. We need to be prepared. Um, one of the things is this, is my house could be completely leveled and all I would have to do is get my hands on another computer with internet access and I wouldn't miss a beat in, in running Sheepdog Church Security Academy. Churches need to operate in that same way. You know, a lot of us have these file cabinets where we keep financial records and other important documentation. If you lost all of that, if, you know, like I said, if that your church was flattened and there was no way you were ever going to have your hands on those paper copies again, and that could be fire, tornado, anything, do you have them backed up? Are they on the in the web, you know, on the cloud? Are they, you know, backed up on some server somewhere? You know, what's your backup plan on these? You know, a good way of looking at these kind of things is this is you really go in, you talk to your financial people, your legal people, that kind of stuff, and say, if we lost all of these, which records would be the most crippling to lose? What would be the worst thing ever, and it would cripple the church, and it would take a long time to recover? And whatever their answer is, that has to be, how do we fix this? You know, Do we get a scanner? Do we develop a record system, a filing system in, you know, on a exterior drive like on Google Drive or OneDrive and I'm sure Apple has their version of it. What's our plan there? You know, do we, you know, can we at least get access to those? You want to be at least to where I'm at. So for me, it's all about the the online academy, the videos that we have there. I have those stored three different areas. And like I said, my house could be flattened. This computer could be lost. My computer out in the living room could be lost forever and ever. And all I would need is access to the internet, and it would all be recovered, and I wouldn't miss a beat. If the church has records that are that sensitive, they need to be backed up. All right, next one is Belton in Houston, Texas, August 26, 2017. Thousands of people um, fled north as Hurricane Harvey approached the South Texas coast when it made landfall near Corpus Christi. Um, many of the refugees have found shelter in churches. For example, in Belton, about 30 miles north of Austin, the Church of Christ set up folding beds in its gymnasium, and the First Baptist Church also made accommodations for displaced persons. Closer to Harvey's path, churches that escaped flooding in Houston were welcome storm displaced people. These and other churches had already planned and prepared for mass evacuation emergencies. They had um, procured supplies to include beds and uh, trained volunteers to meet the needs of those fleeing the disasters. So you might be one of these churches, you know, and where you're actually set up to help the greater community. But even if you're not, have you at least looked at your congregation, you know, how many people in your congregation might be looking to the church for help because their house is now unlivable? You know, can you put up cots for at least the people in your congregation? Do you have a plan there? It's something that we all should consider. You know, I think, you know, we've talked in the past, there's other things, right? Tornadoes, um, there could be wildfires. 
Um, there could be um, gas leaks or hazardous material leaks. And if, it, if the church is set up in the position to at least their help their own congregation, to me, that would be a good thing. So you don't need to open up to the community. That's great. That's awesome. But if not, at least are you set up for your congregation. Next thing, Atlantic Coast, United States, October 6th through the 8th, 2016. Hurricane Matthew, which had been a Category 5 when it hit several Caribbean islands, was a Category 4 when it reached Florida. Brushing the Florida coast, the center stayed over water and closely followed the coastline as it headed north, um, gradually weakening. Along the way, it took down power lines in several states, pounded coastal areas with storm surges, and flooded inland areas. Churches in low-lying areas canceled Sunday services. Churches on higher ground and further inland provided shelter for um, evacuees and um, house rescued and um, relief workers. So, so once again, you know, just an area that's been was hit and power lines went down, and it just it just requires. A plan right we just have to have to some sort of plan and this really applies to anyone maybe you're so here in Minnesota I have no idea what the hurricane would have to be for me to be affected in Minnesota from a hurricane um, but this still applies to tornadoes and all those other things so we at least have to have a plan but since we are talking about hurricanes uh, let's continue on just a quick review of hurricane categories Okay, so hurricane category one is sustained winds from 74 miles an hour to 95 miles an hour. Um, and the, and so, and these happen, these are extremely common. This is probably just another day living in hurricane land. You know, it's just, it just happens all the time. But what is your plan for that? You know, one of the things I want to talk about and I'm kind of jumping ahead here a little bit, is your communication plan. So you probably know this already, but when the authorities are recommending people to take certain steps, you know, either to, you know, bring in lawn furniture and things that might fly away in these kind of winds or, you know, these kind, those kind of plans, um, what happens is they come out with these announcements, but a lot when the church comes out and says, hey, just, you know, just a reminder, this might be a good time to bring in your furniture and tape up your windows or board up your windows or stuff like that. People are something like 75% more likely to do it. And so as a safety guy, as a safety ministry guy, you know, I think it's very important for us to kind of amen, if you will, to endorse these certain, these warnings, these steps, because people are more likely to do them and therefore are, they are more safe. And so that's something for you to consider. Sometimes echoing what the recommendations are is extremely good. The other thing I, I think about is this. There is a certain population of the church that relies very heavily on the church for, for many things. And so they might have not, you know, they may have missed the weather report. They may have missed all this kind of stuff or, or whatever. But if the church sends them an email, which they open every single time or whatever your communication plan is, they're then going to see it. They, that might, you might be the only source that tells them, 
to, to batten down the hatches and get ready for this storm. So don't ever overlook that. You know, maybe you're very computer savvy. Maybe you got a smartphone and has all your alerts. Maybe you have a weather radar or a weather radio in your house. You know, maybe you're wired that way. Just keep in mind a lot of people aren't wired that way. And so you adding to the warnings and the advice is going to be helpful to them. All right, so that's category one. You're probably guaranteed to see those. Um, category two hurricanes, that's 96 miles an hour to 110 miles an hour. Um, these are listed as extremely um, uh, dangerous and commonly make landfall in the U.S. So this is a common occurrence. So your category ones are probably, that's completely normal to you. Category two, now it's like, okay, you know, here's something more that we have to be prepared for. You know, so what is your communication plan for that? And what is your advice that you're going to give other people? And also, what is the advice you're going to give to the church, right? As far as, you know, what's our plan for bringing in chairs and tables or, you know, I don't know what you have outside your church. Garbage cans. I don't know what things need to be secured for a Category 2 hurricane. And that's, that's very common in those areas. All right, you get at least um, statistically, now the next level is category three, and statistically we can expect one of these per year. So this is 111 miles an hour to 129 miles an hour. Um, these are your big ones, you know, you're certainly the ones that need to take, you need to take steps. Once again, communication plan and what are you gonna do? You know, I think about things like taping windows or boarding up windows and that kind of stuff. You know, the church has to has have a plan. You know, is it volunteers that are covering up the windows? Is it the facilities um, department that's taking care of that? Still, as the safety guy, what kind of communication is going on here? What are we telling our elderly or people that are at risk in our congregation of what steps they should be taking? Is there an evacuation order or a recommendation for evacuation? Then what is it that they're doing? You know, we, we need to check up on people. I, you know, I don't know if you're wired this way, um, but I certainly am, is there's a lot of, you know, you could feel completely confident in what you're doing and what your plan is for yourself. You can be completely confident in what the plan is for the church to do what they need to do to prepare their building for this type of, you know, for the category three hurricane. But what about the other people in your congregation? What are they prepared for? What is their ability level? If somebody has to evacuate and, you know, just to use, you know, a straw man type, type of argument, you got an 83 year old woman who lives alone in a, her small house on you know hurricane street and you know is she going outside and putting boards over her windows you know or if she has to evacuate you know is is she climbing behind the wheel of a you know a 1980s cadillac and driving a hundred miles on her own with you know her dog and and you know important belongings you know who's helping her achieve that and i really think that it's the church's responsibility any house is a worship 
responsibility to ensure people like that are being taken care of. I mean, it's the, it's the mission, isn't it? So that's once a year. Now, category four, devastating um, category four. Um, this is 130 to 156 miles per hour. They are not unusual, but they're not an every year event. So depending on where you live and how long you've lived there, you've seen your share of category four hurricanes and you know about the frequency they occur and you know how devastating they are. You know, and so once again, we're coming to that point. What's your communication plan? And then what is your plan to help people that need help? And also what are you doing at the church for the church to make sure that it's ready for this type of event? Category five storms, 157 miles per hour or higher. This is um, Hurricane Michael in 2016. They're very catastrophic, and uh, but thankfully are not common. And so I guess the takeaway is this, is communication, realizing that no communication is necessarily wasted communication. We have to get that out of our, men, our mind. Also, two, you, you cannot assume that your capacity or your capability of handling these kind of events are somehow common knowledge. And so you have to be prepared to what are you going to do for the church? What are you going to do for the congregation? And, um, and just think of how much work could be involved in all this and that's why you need a plan and you need lots of people to participate in this because it is more than just boarding up the windows at the church and bringing in things that are likely to fly away. It's also, it's grandma and grandpa, it's people with special needs, it's people with mobility issues, um, it's, it's, it's amening um, the the evacuation plans or preparation plans where other people that are kind of on the fence are encouraged now by the email that you sent out or by the notification that you sent out. Um, so they take proper steps. Now, a lot of this was kind of based on the idea of what I've said is based on the idea this is happening during the week or something. Um, but if it's overlapping on a Sunday, or whatever day of the week that you guys meet, is now you have to, what's the communication plan there? That's a cancellation plan. Hopefully you already have a services cancellation plan in place for extreme weather situations or dangerous situations. Cause like I've said, you know, so I'm here in Minnesota and I do not want people driving on the road when the roads are absolutely destroyed by ice and snow. You know, it'd be very silly for somebody to get hurt trying to get to church when they really shouldn't even been trying, right? They should have just stayed home that day. And once again, this just comes back to what I've been saying before. Your communication plan, be it phone, email, whatever it is, announcements during the service, whatever it is, needs to be strong. Of and, and it's more than just letting them know that, you know, there's some special event coming up or all these are all the events that are coming up. It also has to be about, let's, you know, what are you doing to stay safe? I really think, you know, a lot of churches will have like that, 
a newsletter or some sort of um, you know email that goes out on a regular basis, whatever it is. I, I'm a firm believer that the safety ministry should have a slot on that newsletter and just talk about what's going on, things they need to think about, you know, and and that kind of ongoing advice, you know, your your safety moment, your whatever you want to call it, to help them prepare. So I hope all that makes sense to you. I hope it helps you. Um, really, for you that are in these kind of areas, you're probably already on target. It's just now's the time, right, to read, you know, dust off the communication plan, to dust off the 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 overall plan of what to do in case that category three, four, five is, you know, bearing down on you. You know, get that out. Have that conversation again with your leadership, with your board, with your staff, with your volunteers, with your safety team to really make sure everybody's on target. So when it does happen and you put out those notifications, you're communicating with people, they already know because you already did that review with them. Other than that, um, I do have a special announcement. If you are an active student with us right now, either by individual or through, you know, like the team safety, you know, your church has signed up for the team safety member certification or maybe your preferred member. Something you want to know, something you want to look at right away is this. We just released the mass trauma course. It's, it's just added. It doesn't cost you any money. It's not, it's just boom. It's right there now for you. So we have eight courses now. Mass trauma is one of them to plan for these type of events. You know, let's say the worst case scenario, I don't know what it is. You know, maybe people are sheltering at your church and the worst possible scenario occurs and now you have a mass trauma event or maybe it's active shooter, maybe it's a tornado, maybe whatever it is, I don't know. Um, but that's added now to help you to save as many lives as possible. So make sure you check that out if you're, if your certification has expired or, or whatever, this might be a good time to jump back in there, review all those other courses you have already gone through. They've probably been updated since you went through them. And then of course, getting that extra mass trauma is really gonna help you and your church take your safety ministry to the next level. Other than that, you know, if you like this video, please comment, share, like, all that stuff helps. And gosh, I forgot his name. There's a, a pastor out there, pastor. He always comments and he's got a ministry going on. Pastor, I'm totally sorry I missed you. But if anyone goes into the comment section of YouTube, you're gonna see this guy. He comments, he likes a lot of stuff. He's got his own ministry going on. Um, I, I haven't really completely checked him out, but he's definitely into safety and security. And um, he, of course, supports us all the way. Thank you, Pastor. I want to say Ron, but I, I'm 90% sure I'm wrong. But anyway, the, other than that, thank you so much for joining us today. And hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.